Hello, I'm Teresa Puckett, parent guide and harmonizer and founder of Relational Parents, where we take the baffling challenges that we encounter with our children and use them to create more joy and peace in our families. How do we do it? By waking up to our own power to guide and relate to our amazing children. Welcome to the podcast. So happy that you're here today. Get ready for a treat. It's another guest episode that is guaranteed to blow up one or more of your beliefs about self-care. Okay, hello and welcome back. I am so thrilled to welcome you to this episode. I am just very personally honored and privileged to introduce you to Dr. Kim DeRamo, who is the founder of the American Institute of Mind-Body Medicine. She's a mind-body physician. I'm gonna let her say a little bit about how she got into that. And we are going to have an excellent chat today with you, relate for you, relational parents, about self-care. So welcome, Kim. I'm so thrilled to be with you today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to connect as well. Excellent. Excellent. So I also, I, I don't think I ever shared this with you, but I also want to say um, I, I had been following you and your work for about a year um, before doing any deeper work with you, which we did, you know, last fall. And it's really thanks to my good friend, Carol. And, and she introduced me to you because I was sort of stuck in this whole having a guru outside of me. And to some extent, you know, I'm still obviously letting go of that. But she said, you know, you know, Dr. Kim helped me through my healing journey. And I think that just, you know, her whole essence, I think you would really connect with. And so I'm, I'm really excited to connect with you about self care and sharing some things with parents who are going through some things with this COVID and with their kids and their houses and, um, just keeping it really real um as well so um i and as i was kind of preparing um for our conversation today and thinking about it i i thought you know before covid there were a lot of um a lot of you know misconceptions about self-care that still are out there but today um it seems like there's even more with like with the house kind of getting smaller, more people in the house, things like that. Um, what are you seeing in your practice and with, you know, your the people who are following you that is coming up as a result of COVID with regard to self-care? Okay, that's a great question to start with. I think the biggest kind of thing that's erupting is this old way of seeing ourselves as vulnerable, small, powerless, and threatened. So that we then have to guard and protect and fight. And I've seen this as a doctor in medicine where it's 
fight the disease, fight the bug, fight cancer, fight the fat. Like everything is, you know, a war against breast cancer. Um, what I know is that um, fighting disease never creates health. Fighting disease can't create health. Health is about harmony, harmony in the body, resilience in the body, fluidity in the body. And what I've seen is whenever we restore harmony, which self-care is, what's my relationship with myself? Is there self-love or is there self-fight? Whenever we restore harmony, health always follows to the point of you know resolution of disease, not I'm managing it, but actually I no longer have this disease. I no longer have MS. I no longer have chronic pain. I no longer have Lyme disease or chronic fatigue syndrome or like literally fill in the blank. That's what I've seen. And I think the biggest thing this has brought up for us is the opportunity to look at that approach to ourselves and to the problem or the disease and make a new choice. Like, wait a minute, is fighting this actually creating health, abundance, um, vitality, joy, connection, love? Or is this just creating more limitation in my life with the sort of like pseudo, um, you know, it's like a pseudo health. Like I, I'm avoiding severe fear. I'm avoiding, I think I'm avoiding a problem, but I'm actually in more anxiety than I've ever been before in my life. So I, I think this is bringing up the time for everyone to reevaluate that approach. That is awesome. And you know, it's um, so interesting that you, that you said, you know, uh, you know, fighting breast cancer because, so I live um, about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. And anytime I go down, the, um, the highway to get to move towards Philly, there's a giant billboard that says fighting cancer is essential. Yeah. And, you know, so for the last six months that I've been seeing that, I, I always think of you and I'm like, is it, is it really essential? I don't, I, I kind of don't <laughs> fighting like that whole fighting mentality. So I love that you that you said no fighting versus coming into harmony and one of the the things i was turning over in my mind around self-care was like how is self-care different than self-love and i think you know they go together but how would you how would you articulate the relationship between self-love and self-care? This is another great question because um, a lot of people do self-care not actually anchored in self-love. So let me explain that. Um, they're anchored in fear, right? So just like you said, this idea that fighting cancer is essential. Okay, that's the collective win. That's the storyline. And the more you live that out, the more clarity you get that that isn't creating abundance, it isn't creating expansion, it isn't creating more health. Um, we've got to begin to now come to a foundation of love. And so self-care in that first paradigm is, oh my God, I'm so scared. Let me protect myself. Let me, um, even the way we go to... Um, you approach, you know, I'm going to use mind body tools and I'm going to fight the disease, but it actually just creates more tension. And so that's self-care based in fear, mm -hmm. you know, or, okay, I guess I should do this good thing for myself. And you like carve out some time, but you really feel guilty. So you're, you're actually in a fear foundation. Um, when we're in a love foundation, 
self-care looks really different. And so this is actually, instead of, okay, I'm going to carve out an hour and take a bath, or I'm going to go get a massage, or I'm going to do this thing for me. It looks like I'm relaxing my shoulders in the moment, right? I see the sign that says, you have to fight. It's not okay. You're not safe. And I just relax my body. Mm-hmm. And I look and say, is that true for me? Mm-hmm. And maybe I take a slow, deep breath to let that fear dissipate so that I get clarity. And that act of self-love is one of the greatest, most powerful acts of self-love because it breaks the spell of like the fear demon that has us not see the truth. You know, in this whole over, you know, riding narrative we've been in, um, it puts everyone into more fear. But what we don't realize is what that does to your brain. It narrows the way you see reality. So instead of seeing, oh, wait a minute, that's not actually working for me. Wait a minute, this isn't creating more abundance for me or my kids or my body. We see, I'm outrunning the dragon. I'm doing a good job. I got to keep going. Okay, I got through another day. And we actually think it's working. So it narrows, you know, it changes our brain activity for a very, very, uh, a single-minded focus, a very, very narrow, narrow perspective. And that's why so many people don't see um, the greater reality of what's going on. Like right now we've got um, 70% less COVID cases according to the CDC, but that's not the narrative. The narrative is, well, there's more strains. There's more to fear. There's, you've got to really clamp down and protect now. And so we actually don't pay attention to, huh, there's, I don't see people dropping dead on the street. I don't see people dropping dead out of nowhere in unthinkable numbers, the way that you know, this narrative is saying would be happening. And maybe you do know someone who's died or maybe you do know someone who's um, been sick, but for the vast majority of people, um, you know, there's people walking around and stuff happens and it's actually like the same degree of what we saw, you know, a couple years ago. And what what is actually happening versus what the fear says is happening can be vastly different things. And when we're in fear, we don't, we don't actually notice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I love the way you sort of created the image of the fear foundation narrowing our focus and then just like that self-care that self you know in the uh, love foundation just a moment a willingness to soften can really open it up just even a little bit but enough to put a question mark on it yeah, and a lot, enough to let something in that we hadn't considered before. Enough to let ourselves feel the fear our body's actually feeling instead of trying to push it away. That it may not feel um, like what we're taught. We're taught self-care is, no, I don't have to feel these bad things. But what if self-care is to let myself feel what I feel? I feel scared. I feel, maybe I feel guilty. Maybe I feel uncertain. There's a lot of things, but if I gift myself the moment of soften, softening, I'll feel things more and the energy will move through and then I'm free and there's more clarity. And that's really the greatest gift of self-love and self-care we can choose. I love that. And another thing that, uh, that I was thinking of was uh, the excuses that I habitually hear or see in Facebook or, you know, just talking to people like, well, I don't, I don't have enough money or my, my masseuse is not doing her thing anymore. And I don't have the time. And now my kids are home and 
I don't even have any energy and I don't have the will and my situation is different. Like all of those excuses, none of those really hold up against just taking a moment to take a breath and like just soften a little bit, not even force yourself to change. Right. Nothing. Well, we hold out on ourselves. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. My life isn't in enough order for me to let go and receive the moment. So I have to stay tense and stay geared up and keep fighting and keep managing and keep controlling because, and then we have a reason. And we're actually waiting for the outer thing to change. And then we think like, then I'll receive, I'll let go, I'll be in peace for a moment. But how life actually works is the other because everything's a reflection of you. And so, especially as women, the tension we hold in our bodies will create tension, chaos, drama in our lives, like always 100% of the time. And so if there's busy, I always notice for me, like, you know, when people say, um, it's like a yogic adage that if you don't have time, to meditate for 20 minutes, meditate for an hour. And I've actually taken that very seriously in my life that I'm like, no, 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 no. You are not buying in the delusion of I'm too busy. Your life's a reflection of the chaos or tension that you're carrying. So I'll ask myself, like, slow down and create more presence, more stillness. And then like money shows up, time and space shows up, people giving me gifts or assisting me like shows up. Oh, hey, why don't I handle that for you? Or stuff just getting taken care of. So it's the way I'm engaging with my life that determines what I get. So when there's that delusion, I can either go into the fear of clamping down (laughs) or just like you said, like pause, like, wait a minute, what else is possible here? Because the gift has to start with me. The, The ease and the abundance has to start with me or like nothing. My kids won't get it. (laughs) My body won't get it. My money won't reflect it. And then I'll live in that never ending chase. So what you're saying is if someone is in the, I don't have time, I don't have whatever. So I need to clamp down. I need to just do this one thing. And then once they do that one thing, They'll come over to the end then, and then there'll be another thing because that's reflecting the tension that's on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't shifted their energy and you know, whatever you buy into, you will prove as true. Your energy system proves it as true. I don't have enough time. Oh, okay, great. Let's keep playing that game because you're feeding it. You're creating it. But you know, we don't see ourselves always in the act of (laughs) creating the drama. We're like, no, this really is happening to me and there's nothing I can do. But if we just pause and like I said, just relax the shoulders, breathe a little more fully and then ask the question, is that even true? Or what else is possible here? And then remember that it has to come from me. So if I'm looking for more time, space, abundance, ease with my kids, flow in my household, what if I just embody that 2% more in myself and then allow it, however it's gonna show up, it will show up in my life. But most people refuse to slow down because they are so bought into the fear. Yeah, that's so, so scared. Start with you, you know, start start with you. You're feeding your family, feed your family, but do it from feeding you first. Yes, yes, yes. You first instead of you last, right? Because that's really what that 
I'm waiting for more money, more time, more energy is like, I'm last. I'm last. I have to do this thing first and I'm last. Yeah. And you'll always keep experiencing that when you play it that way, life will keep showing up that way. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things, um, one of the tools in the positive discipline, um, I don't know, bag of tricks, if you will, is this, uh, this tool called what I can't remember what they specifically call it, but it's like small steps. It's sort of like take time for training, but small steps. And so if I, and I'm going back to like a previous version of myself that was way locked down, way locked down, not able to receive nearly um, everything that I have and, and sort of listening to this for the first time, I would go, yeah, that sounds really great. But <laughs> Uh, like I, in that moment, I, I, like I have a microsecond. I don't even have that moment. I can't even create that moment for myself. And so I'm like looking to this positive discipline tool to like stretch it out a little bit. And I, I think to myself, if I can somehow, even if it's after the fact, right, even if it's after the fact, be like a little more gentle with myself somehow take a step back and be like, oh, I did that thing again. God, I hate when I do that. I'm beating myself up, but yeah. somehow take a step back and be gentle. Like, yeah, yeah. Yourself up. And it, you, you, you know, you helped me put these two things together with the work that we've done. So I don't know if you, you know, want to comment, expand. On yeah. That. I think it's like what you were saying before about self-love, self-care self-care is self-love in action so in that moment of like catching myself in the act yep. and then I'm like oh god I'm doing that again I'm totally screwing up my kids or oh I caught myself in the act I'm awesome I love myself I'm a genius I'm amazing I'm grateful to see what I'm seeing when I am unwilling to make myself wrong under any circumstances now I can let myself see everything right? Because I can catch myself in the act of like 80,000 things that maybe are shitty, but I'm unwilling to make myself wrong. So now I'm willing to reveal all of this to myself <laughs> and have the insight and have the clarity and have the aha. And that is actually the power. People will say, well, I see I'm doing it, but now what do I do to fix it? No, 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 no. There is no fix. There is, I either choose to love it and receive it and now I'm great receiver and more flow comes into my life, or I choose to shut it down, reject it. I got to fix it. I got to overcome it. I, oh, why am I doing this? I make it wrong and I solidify it. So mm -hmm. if all we do is like, I see this thing I'm doing and I love myself fully, that transmutes the energy of that shame, fear, despair that was running the behavior. And now it's no longer there. It's no longer owning me. I'm free. Yeah. So you don't have to love that thing that you did. Do you, you can love, love that. You see what you see. I'm seeing that I did da da da. And I love that. I'm seeing this now you can go as much as you want to love that you're doing it. I love that. I did this. It's the same thing. It, it, it releases you from the grab and the pull of you're not good enough your shit you need to fix your life is screwed up and that narrative 
Yeah. And you're like, I did this thing and I love it. Or you can soften that, right? Because people don't necessarily, they think love means it's a good thing. And I'm like, okay, love doesn't need to be la la la. Love could just be, I completely accept that I'm seeing this. I completely accept that I'm doing this. I completely accept that this has been part of my life. Yep. I love that I'm seeing this. I, I That really resonated for me because that's not, that's not as much of a stretch. Like I love that I'm seeing this and I'm getting clarity and I'm getting acceptance and I am integrating and I'm becoming more whole with this instead of walling it off and shoving it away and all of that. Judging it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Judging it and expecting and all of that stuff. That's fantastic. So um, I, uh, I love that you said, you know, about the whole soften your shoulders because one of um, one of the women that I was talking to about self-care uh, said like, well, you know, people always have the same things that they say about self-care, like I'm taking a bubble bath or I'm going for a coffee with a friend, which now I can't do anymore, by the way. No. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was kind of like, there, there are so many, so many things. Oh yeah. And you could do all of them without any self-love. Yes, yes, you know, yes. all of it is a way to try to fix yourself because you don't have self-love yes and escapism and and like oh i'm just gonna like binge on netflix and whatever like just to kind of kind of distract to improve myself sorry <laughs> to improve myself i'm gonna just get me take it easy and just watch these movies so that i'll feel better about myself <laughs> Right. But like whatever. I mean, I've done that. I actually used to be so uptight and someone's like, you should just chill out and like watch them, you know, watch your favorite shows. I was like, okay. But then it was like this thing I'm going to do so that I get somewhere better because I'm rejecting myself so fully. I mean, it was insane, but you know, you can't soften your body and not receive more love. Nice. Even if when you soften your body, you feel your shit more, mm -hmm. it's still an act of self-love because you're no longer repressing it. You're letting it come up and that's what lets it move out. That's a totally, it's, thank you because you are really expanding the, the scope and perspective of love. Yeah. It's not this is the best thing ever, or obviously not the romantic notion of love. It's widening what I can see and accept and, and be with. And that like, if that's the definition that totally makes sense to me that you can't like really release some tension or, or soften your body and feel the release of tension and not get more not feel more love a lot of people aren't willing to do it right because ultimately we do need to choose um to gift ourselves that that experience of just softening in the moment actually feeling the freaking moment no the moment's too it's bad moment no i'm in a rush i can't feel the moment like we've We've got to make a choice. Will I actually let myself have this moment or am I going to keep holding out on myself because 
I judge I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm guilty, I'm bad. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. So just try it because when you try it, those um, sensations, they're gonna come up more, not less. We learn our whole life to, to, to repress and not feel and like shove it all under the rug. And then we get this big heap and we're like, why are my kids so anxious? Oh, I've got <laughs> exactly. It's you're holding it in your body. So you may not be like, you know, physically assaulting your kids, but your energy is oppressing the shit out of them. And they feel it more than anything you ever will say to like, yeah. It's so so if we, it's way more powerful. And if we just like soften ourselves, lighten up on ourselves, and we're willing to feel everything we've been holding, it moves out. You know, and you're gonna breathe. Maybe you're not breathing fully. Maybe you're just breathing a little. But there's breath, and it will assist the clearing of all of that energy. And hey, bonus if you soften your body and breathe a little more fully, because that's gonna enhance this effect of letting the energy move. Oh, amen, amen. Do you have time for just one more, one more piece? Um, yeah. Okay, great. Just the. You said something that triggered for me self-improvement. I think it was, you know, when you talked about like binging on Netflix, right? Um, and I remember, I remember when I was in like a big self-improvement program and it was, it was great, but um, somebody said, hey, when you were having this moment and that, you know, this thing that I was trying to change, how did it feel in your body? And I was so dissociated I was like, I, I didn't even know what the person was talking about. I couldn't, even if I figured out what they were talking about, imagine what it felt like in my body. And even if I could, it was all to get better, to improve myself. And that is none of what I am feeling from you here. It's in the moment and it's a, a willingness to be with yourself. Not to I, I lived my whole life for so many years as a self-improvement process. I even had an entire marriage that was a self-improvement program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but, but what that is, what is self-improvement? It's, it's where I am is not adequate and I want to be somewhere else. I want to be better. I want to feel better. I want to have better. I want to be this better person. Okay. So so, I mean, hey, I'm a doctor who's helping people resolve disease. So I'm not saying you don't get to experience something, quote, better. I'm saying that you have to start with where you are. You can't reject it and try to go somewhere else. It, it will never work. It's like a pseudo fix because it will always come back. In fact, it's been universal with all the people I've interviewed in my work who told me I don't have Lyme disease anymore. I don't have... Uh, chronic fatigue syndrome anymore. I don't have MS. Oh, I can walk now. I was in a wheelchair. I don't have this disease anymore. Universally, they'll have this point in their journey where they suppressed their symptoms. They were able to overcome enough to like make it go away. And all of them lived in like chronic, severe anxiety, panic attack, or massive amounts of inflammation and restriction where their body was so inflamed, they couldn't eat this and they couldn't eat that and they couldn't go out. And they, they were living this like huge amount of repression. One person's 
body manifest this massive bout of rheumatoid arthritis. She's like, it was more severe than all the diseases I had before that went away with this like nutrition and all this improvement. Now her body goes into this massive inflammation. She goes to the doctor and they're like, we're gonna put you on the, the most intense rheumatoid arthritis medications, even though it's new because of how severe you are. And she said, you know what? Let me, give me three months and let me see what I can do. And then she found my work and actually entered her body, which you know decreases inflammation, lets energy move, releases everything she was holding. And when she went back three months later, she didn't need any medication. He said, whatever you're doing, keep doing that. But I'll tell you, it's almost universal that when we do the fix, which is like the improvement, I'm going to do this diet regime. I'm going to do this, whatever, fill in the blank, but it's for repression. They will always manifest it in different ways, even more severely. And so when they finally come into a space of, okay, I'm just going to receive this and the energy starts to move through. There's no longer, I hope it doesn't come back. They're like, oh my God, I know my power. I am connected with myself. So the energy that created the disease moves through because we've softened, we're allowing it. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different experience. I love that. I love that. So it's about softening and connecting with ourselves. For myself, it was the same thing. I I ended up with a severe autoimmune disease and I was like, achieve, overcome, go beyond it, don't succumb. And that's how I approached the freaking disease, right? So all my symptoms got worse and worse and worse because I was doing this. And it was for me, my body's way of showing me, be here now, let what's here be here be in your body. And as soon as I did that, the whole thing resolved. We can't make healing another self-improvement program. Oh my gosh. Right. Cause what was I doing? I was rejecting. I'm not good enough. I've got to be better. I'm not okay where I am. I've got to get to a better place. Yes. And it was all this self-rejection. Yes. So if you're making self-care be, be another form of self-rejection, getting better at your self-rejection, just let that game go. Oh, Thank you so much. That's so, so powerful. So Dr. Kim, if anyone who's listening or watching today would like to do a a deeper dive or explore a little more what your work is, where should they look to find you? Well, I do a a free broadcast every Wednesday, as you know, um, called Mind Body TV and people can tune in in the Mind Body community and Facebook or on my YouTube channel. Um, And that is uh, Dr. Kim Duramo in YouTube. Um, and that's at 11 a.m. Mountain every Wednesday. And you can ask questions and or you listen to the recording because they're all really profound and you'll experience something. Um, I have online programs and groups where I work with people um, who want to work with me personally at drkimd.com. Um, and also like you have experienced, I'm working with practitioners who are awakening to different senses and, uh, and, and powers they may be discovering like, whoa, I want to do it differently. What is this? How do I refine this? How do I make a lifestyle and, uh, and make a living doing um, this thing that I really love and not falling into like the fear-based marketing world of, I got to get myself out there. I got to fill my programs, but um, actually deepening your relationship with yourself. So you're really clear on what you're here to be doing and um, able to share that in a way that people find you and, and resonate with you and can really feel you and choose 
to um, work with you. So that's another sector of what I'm doing in my work that I'm really excited about. I know, you know, for me as a doctor that we are creating a whole new realm of health and wellness, the health, true healthcare system, the true medical system that is an organic one that will emerge from within us, not from a book or a certification or outside of us, but from the wisdom within us awakening. And so learning to follow that and uh, follow your guidance and let that come through. So there's a, an awakened practitioner collaborative that I've created that anyone can come at any time. That's on the website at drkimd.com. And then I know you were in the Be the Medicine program. So some people are, are interested in, in that one. Uh, that's something I'm really emphatic about what I've committed my life to is being a part of this expansion in, in medicine. Oh, and thank you so much for doing what you do. This has been just a, a total thrill. Um, thank you for spending the time with us today. Thank you. I'll share this with my community too. I think there are some great insights that we talked about and touched on. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast and something resonated for you, I invite you to go get my new free parent energy tuning series. The free series includes 11 video shorts for greater connection with your child. Get it today at relationalparents.org forward slash parent energy tuning.